Hey everybody, welcome to RJ's Pit Stop, Talladega edition. Oh my god. <laughs> the race of the year. Um, unbelievable. As you can tell by my shirt, my boy Ryan Blaney got his first win of the year finally. Uh, it's been coming. Uh, I'm not going to lie though, I was a little nervous. Caution comes out with four laps to go and instantly Fox shows Todd Gordon on top of the pit box and I'm like, oh no. Here we go again. They're about to pit and cost Blaney another win, but thank God they didn't. Um, insane. Oh, my God. The racing today was absolutely insane. And this is the first Talladega race in, in a while that I can remember that didn't really have a big pileup. There wasn't really any 15, 18, 20 car wrecks that took out a bunch of leaders. It was just really, really good racing all day. Um, I just read that uh, today we had the most lead changes at Talladega since 2011, the very last race of the tandem drafting. I don't remember the exact number. I should have wrote it down. Insane. The racing today was just balls to the wall for 188 laps. Absolutely insane. We had the one red flag. It looked like we might not get to race today, but I am so glad we did because today was the absolute perfect storm for that race. <clears throat> Ryan Blaney wins by that much. I mean, absolutely. In oh, I, I can't get over it. Uh, when I tell you that I was standing up in my living room, screaming at the TV, telling Blaney, go high, go low. All right, here comes Stenhouse. Get that push. Come on, Ty, push Blaney. Come on. I'm coaching him. I'm coaching him. And he did everything I said to do, and he won. So credit to me. Yeah, it was me. Um, what a day. Oh, my gosh. What a weekend. Uh, and not necessarily for the right reasons. Uh, there was a lot, a lot of uh, other big news stories from this weekend at Talladega. Unfortunately, uh, the past few weeks it has been more than just racing. Uh, I'm afraid, uh, which is good and bad. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Tyler Reddick, I told y'all last week. <clears throat> no more shoutouts. No more, you know. Oh my God, he ran so good. Goes out, wins stage one. I told y'all he's a playoff driver. Well, he won a, He got a playoff point today by winning a stage. I'm telling you, that boy's going to be, you know, you're going to have to keep an eye on him in October. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse winning stage two. I actually wrote a note right here that said, Ricky Stenhouse might be the best super speedway racer in all of NASCAR. What that guy was doing today was absolutely insane. The control he had, he could go to any line whenever he wanted. He could push, he could be pushed. It did not matter. Ricky Stenhouse, at the time when I wrote this, I believed might be the best super speedway racer in the sport. That was before Ryan Blaney's last lap. <laughs> I could dissect it for probably 20 minutes. Um, Getting the run from Ty Dillon, then moving up in front of Stenhouse, who had one of the best cars all day. Going down underneath Harvick. Drop my notepad. Going down underneath Harvick. Uh, throwing the block on Ricky. Throwing the block on Eric Jones. Coming back down, and then going back up, putting Eric Jones in the wall. And then coming back down, and Eric Almirola spins uh, along the apron. Oh my God, what a finish. Ryan Blaney, 
I wrote that Ricky Stenhouse might be the best super speedway, super speedway racer in the sport. I think Ryan Blaney's right there with him. I literally think those two drivers, from now on, from now till someone else steps up, anytime we go to Daytona and anytime we go to Talladega, those are the two favorites. They have to be. Those are the two best super speedway racers in the sport. It's insane. It is, those two are just, they're on another level. They do things that the rest of the field cannot do. Don't know why. They just, they have a knack for it. Uh, this is Blaney's second consecutive win at Talladega. First person to do that since Jeff Gordon did it. Another restrictor plate ace. Well, he was an ace everywhere, but uh, killed the restrictor plates. Uh, what a race. Uh, there was a little controversy that this this finish is kind of kind of taking the spotlight away from what I thought could be a controversy. That very last caution, Harvick took Jimmy Johnson out. Um, I'm not sure who Kevin Harvick's spotter is. Isn't it? I think it's like Tony Raines or something. I don't know if he was going to get a hot dog or whatever, but Kevin Harvick would. I don't know why. He thought he was going to make it three wide. Uh, when Ricky Stenhouse is right there, you have no room to get in between Stenhouse and Jimmy. I'm not sure. I, did, maybe Harvick cleared himself. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't blame Harvick, though. He had a huge run. And what are you going to do with it? There's three laps to go at Talladega. You're trying to win a race here. You know, I, you, know you can be buddy-buddy. You can push someone else to the win, or you can go win the race. And I think we know what Harvick's personality is. If he has a chance to win... He's going to do it. Um, I don't blame him. He had a huge run. you got to do something with it. But, man, that's that's a tough one. I think uh, him and Jimmy are probably going to have a discussion about that because that wasn't, that wasn't good. But, obviously, the biggest story of the weekend uh, came out Sunday night. Not Saturday night. Sunday night. I keep feeling like today's Sunday when it's actually Monday. Uh, Sunday night, a, it, it came to everyone's attention that a noose was found hanging in Daryl Wallace's garage stall. I read that and my jaw actually dropped. Uh, I know that's something you read in books. Oh, my jaw dropped. Or you see in television shows when an actor does it to add, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, add drama. But my jaw actually dropped when I saw that somebody hung a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. I don't know who this was. Um, I suspect, honestly, I, I, I believe it had to have been a track employee. I'm thinking whoever the janitor or whatever was that was going around um, emptying all the trash cans, you know, around the garage, maybe it was him. Um, I, I just... I can't see... I, we know it wasn't another driver. I'll be shocked. Uh, it, if it was another driver, that, that you're the dumbest person in the world. If it was a crew member, you're dumb. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, you're dumb. But a crew member, you're working for a NASCAR team. And maybe people outside of the sport don't realize this, but those crews, those pit crews and stuff, there's a lot of black guys there's a lot. It's a lot of college football players, white and black, that don't get drafted. And you don't go to the league, and it's like, well, what do I do now? I, I need to do something active. I want to stay in shape. I want to make good money. You can go be on a NASCAR pit crew. And it's white guys and black guys. They're big, big boys. 
So eliminate the black ones, because I'm I'm assuming it wasn't a black guy that did it. Um, that would be wild. And the white guys, how bold? If it, if it's a white crew member, how bold do you have to be to keep a noose in your pocket when you're working side by side with a big six four black guy changing tires and polishing the car with him and stuff? Knowing you have a noose held in your pocket, say you trip or whatever, and it starts to come out of your pocket, and your your teammates like, "Hey, what is that, bud?" Oh, nothing. It's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no, because it looks like a noose. What what is that? Like, you know how bold you have to be if it was a white crew member. That's why I'm not. I I really don't think it was a crew member. I don't think it was a NASCAR official. I don't think it was a driver. It had to have been a track employee. That's the only thing that makes any kind of sense to me. Um, right now, with the lockdown, with all the COVID you know, stuff going on, the measures that NASCAR is taking, fans are not allowed in the garage area right now. They're, they're, just, they're not giving out hot passes right now. Fans are not allowed in. So it couldn't have been a fan unless they are just, <clears throat> unless they're just James Bond and can break into a racetrack and go through all the security and all that. You're good. <laughs> If you can do all that, you're good. Trust me. Um, it had to have been a track official, right? It had to have been. Um, but that's garbage. Uh, whoever it was, you're a piece of shit. Let's call it what it is. Um, you're, you're, you're garbage. You're going to be banned from NASCAR forever. Uh, the state of Alabama is involved. The FBI is involved. Um, you're, you're done, dude. Like, Whoever whoever it was that did this, you're done. And I love Bubba after the race, getting out of his car and walking to the front stretch to a big group of fans that were there to see him. And uh, they interview him on Fox, and he says, you know, sorry for not wearing my mask. I just want whoever did it to see that you're not going to take my smile away. And man, <laughs> Bubba's different. I don't care. I don't care how racist you are. I don't care how much of a traditionalist and a southern guy you are. They don't get much more southern than me. All right? I'll, I'll just... Anybody who knows me will tell you. You got to be real damn southern to be more southern than me. Um, you can't dislike Bubba Wallace. I don't understand how anybody can dislike Bubba Wallace. Um, it, it does not make any sense to me. The guy has always said the right thing. He's always done the right thing. The last month or so, he has stood up for what he believes in. It is something he is very passionate about, and he should be passionate about it. Because if you're a NASCAR fan and you don't really want to get on board with all the police brutality, Black Lives Matter, stuff like that, instead of that being George Floyd in Minneapolis, what if that was Bubba Wallace in Mooresville? What if a cop in Mooresville put their knee on Bubba Wallace's throat for nine minutes and 40, or eight minutes and 46 seconds, whatever it was, and Bubba Wallace wasn't with us anymore. Because it could, it, it, it could have been him. And that's what they're fighting against. And I know, I, I've never met Bubba Wallace, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm best friends with him, but there are certain things that would, would hurt you. The day Kobe Bryant died, I was, I, you couldn't talk to me. I mean, I wasn't crying and stuff, but I was just so down, so devastated. I've obviously never met Kobe in my life. Would have liked to. He was a cool dude. But if something happened to Bubba, you know how devastated the NASCAR community would be? 
the real NASCAR community, not the fake ones that are not going to watch anymore because they can't take a Confederate flag to the racetrack when most of them haven't been to a race in 10 years. Not those. I'm talking about the real NASCAR fans, the ones that watch every lap of every race and occasionally go to a race when they have the money and NASCAR's close to them. Um, those are the fans that I'm talking about. If, you have, if you're not going to watch NASCAR anymore because you can't take a Confederate flag to a racetrack, you have problems. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but but that could have been Bubba in Minneapolis. And so for Bubba to come out and be so vocal in this time and to be so just stand up for what he believes in, credit to him, man. I mean, you, you've heard it from every athlete already. You know, LeBron, Alvin Kamara, everybody. It's, it, it has Bubba's back. And what a great job he's done. This is not easy. You know, the, 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 the stigma around NASCAR has been that it's a white, redneck sport. And you're not wrong. I ain't gonna lie. It's a very, it, the, the roots are very white and very southern. There are a lot of rednecks that like it. But man, that's, that's not 100% of the demographic of NASCAR fans. NASCAR is a lot more diverse than people will ever give them credit for. And I think Bubba is shining a light on that. Um, I've always seen Hispanics, Asians, black people at racetracks when I go. Um, I, I just went to Daytona in February. There were plenty of black guys in the garage area. And not just the ones that are on cruise. I mean, like, fans. Like, there was plenty of black people. Um, there just was. I saw plenty. I was there. Um... It's a very diverse sport. Bubba said it. The sport's changing. It probably needed to. And, uh, you know, I, I think the growth that NASCAR's had in 2020 has been very good. Um, but get off that tangent. Back to my original point. Bubba Wallace, it, that could have been him in that video. And that I don't know how I would react to that. And I think most fans would agree with me on that. So good for him for standing up for it. Um, yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah, whoever whoever put that noose in his garage, you probably haven't slept in quite a few hours. And uh, good, you don't need to. You're, you're going to have plenty of time to sleep during NASCAR races forever now because you won't ever be allowed back. Um, I don't know how I glossed over this, but the what NASCAR did, all the drivers and crews before the race, getting together and pushing Bubba's car to the front of the grid and standing with him for all of the pre-race ceremonies. Insane. NASCAR is a family. And if that right there didn't prove just how tight the NASCAR family is, I don't know what you need to see. Um, people love Bubba. If you don't love Bubba, it probably says more about you than it does about him. Because Bubba is the man. He really is. He's great. Um, he's great for the sport. He's a great guy. On to some lighter topics here. Got a little heavy there. Let's, let's you know, get back here. Uh, there were some other things that happened earlier in this week that I had written down. You know, I wanted to talk about in this episode, and obviously the last two days have, you know, completely consumed the first 15 minutes of this video. But earlier this week, 
Corey LaJoy apologized for his beef with Denny Hamlin. Don't, you don't need to apologize. It, apparently Corey LaJoy threatened him. Is that, what, okay, what? Was it a real threat? Or was it a threat like, hey, if you hit me again, I'm going to beat your ass? Because that's not a threat. That's a, I don't know what you call that. That's a, it's a conditional threat. Because I'm not saying that I'm going to beat your ass. I'm saying if you touch me again. I'm going to beat your ass. So the ball is actually in Denny's court there. So that's not a threat. Um, Corey LaJoy, Denny Hamlin, get over it. Whatever, NASCAR. Like, what? Why do we always have to squash the beef? Why are we not allowed to have rivalries? I'm not sure if, you know, you saw that rain delay today here at Talladega. They played the Dale Earnhardt-Jeff Gordon rivalry uh, documentary, Unrivaled. That's the greatest rivalry in the history of NASCAR. It made so much money for the sport. It made those two absolute icons. We need rivalries. I've said it. I think in just about every video I've said, we need controversy. We need rivalries. What's wrong with Corey LaJoy versus Denny Hamlin? That's the ultimate David versus Goliath rivalry Rivalry right there. That'd be perfect. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. Let it go. Let it go, NASCAR. It's not a big deal. Also, the Hall of Fame class was announced. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mike Stefanik, Red Farmer get in the Hall of Fame this year. <clears throat> I don't know if maybe it's because he spoke out against the Confederate flag and nobody was expecting it, but I've seen people hating on Dale Earnhardt Jr. this week, saying, oh, he's not a Hall of Famer. Oh, he only did that. Oh, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's nowhere near as good as his dad. Like, why is he in the Hall of Fame? I guess his name got him in. Dale Earnhardt Jr. won two Bush Series championships, Two Daytona 500s. I think he's got like 26 wins. He did win Most Popular Driver 15 times. That's pretty impressive. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a Hall of Famer. And if you don't think Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a Hall of Famer, why? Please let me know why. Yeah, he's not Jeff Gordon. He's not even his dad, Dale Sr. But he's a Hall of Famer. I don't see how you can argue with that. He's got championships. He's got Daytona 500s. He is popular. He's won a bunch of races. What's, what's wrong with Dale Jr. being in the Hall of Fame? There's nothing wrong with him being in the Hall of Fame. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. He's a Hall of Famer, whether you like it or not. Whether you, whether you thought he was going to be on your side with the Confederate flag or whatever, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a Hall of Famer. Get out of here with that. <clears throat> I did have a problem with Mike Stefanik making the Hall of Fame, though. Why are we putting modified drivers in the Hall of Fame over Carl Edwards? Is NASCAR mad that Carl Edwards quit and left the sport? Carl Edwards is a Hall of Famer. A Hall of Famer, to me, is somebody who was one of the five best players at their position for multiple years. That's why I don't believe Eli Manning or Phillip Rivers are Hall of Famers. At no point in their career were they one of the five best quarterbacks, ever. Ever. <clears throat> Carl Edwards was one of the five best drivers in the sport for a long time. That dude was a legitimate championship threat. He could, he should have won it in 2011, but Tony Stewart's magical run, he was the victim of that. 2008, he won a ton of races, and it was him, Bush, and Jimmy, Kyle Bush and Jimmy, that were going at it for the championship. Carl Edwards is a Hall of Famer. How are you going to put Mike Stefanik, a modified driver, in over Carl Edwards? What? Mike Stefanik won some modified races and some championships. Good for him. Congratulations. What? What? Are we going to start putting ARCA drivers in there? Where's Frank Kimmel? Why is he not in the Hall of Fame? 
get out of here. Carl Edwards is a Hall of Famer. Uh, also, this isn't isn't really timely, honestly, because Ralph Moody didn't get inducted yet. How can you put? Is it? I think his name's Lee Holman, right? Lee Holman is already in the Hall of Fame, but Ralph Moody's not. And for anybody that doesn't know, Holman and Moody was the big engine builder way back in the day. How do you not put those guys in together? How did Glenwood and Leonard Wood, the Wood Brothers, not go in the Hall of Fame together? They went in at separate times. How, how does that happen? The voters, what are, you, what are you thinking? I don't get that. How can you put one Wood Brother in over the other? And how can you put Holman in the Hall of Fame without Moody being in the Hall of Fame? Y'all made damn sure that Alan Colwicky and Davey Allison got in the Hall of Fame at the same time, but we can't put the Wood Brothers and Holman and Moody in the Hall of Fame together? Don't really know what we're doing there. That doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Also, something that in the grand scheme of things does not matter. It's a one-race tryout. It's, it's Hopefully, it gets enough pushback to where this does not become a thing. But NASCAR got this crackhead idea to move the numbers back for the All-Star Race to give the sponsors a bigger canvas to put their logo. What are we doing? NASCAR's been around since the 40s, the 1940s, and it's always been the set. The numbers are supposed to be on the door. You don't push them back. You damn sure don't put them on the quarter panel like they've done with some of them K&N cars. Don't touch the numbers. What's the point of that? And Steve Phelps or whoever it was said, oh, well, this is just a tryout. We'll see. No, no. You don't need to see anything. Whose brain-dead idea was that? For years, I mean for years, I would talk so much crap about Brian France, how he was just ruining the sport, the guy was a cokehead who didn't know what he was doing. I'm sorry, apparently it's not Brian France, because there are other crackheads in NASCAR that are just throwing stuff at the wall saying, hey, see if that sticks. Maybe that'll stick, maybe that'll work. What are we doing? The numbers go on the doors. They've done it since the 40s. What are we changing it now for? Stop. Stop. Just stop. Okay? That. Hopefully it's only for that race, and hopefully they get enough pushback to where they say, all right, maybe we shouldn't. Because that's literally the dumbest thing I've seen NASCAR do in a long time, and that's saying a lot because NASCAR does a lot of dumb stuff. A lot. Moving the numbers back to... Whose idea is that? Get out of here. That's so garbage. Oh my, I literally thought it was a joke. I literally, when I saw it, I was like, what? And then like the next day it was announced and I was like, dude, just stop. What are we doing? Moving the numbers back. Get, stop. I'm done. I'm done with that. Uh, Talladega was fire. What else is new? It's Talladega. One of the best races of the year, every single year. Ryan Blaney, super speedway ace. That guy finished second in the Daytona 500 twice. He's got two wins at Talladega now. Dude is the man. He is a super speedway ace, and he proved it today. That last lap was absolutely incredible. Uh, Bubba, shout out to you. You keep balling. You keep doing your thing. You're the man. Blaney, finally in victory lane. I love it. NASCAR, put the crack pipe down. Keep the numbers where they are. Um, and Dale Jr., you're a Hall of Famer. I don't know why that's even a debate. So, I'll see y'all later.